listening to Disney On Demand's annual not-so-scary month-long celebration. Beware of hitchhiking ghosts. <laughs> it's time, D-Heads. Disney Blue presents Disney On Demand. Every week, Disney Blue lets you relive the magic, the movies, and the memories with celebrity guests, the best of classic Disney, and breaking news on Disney's latest. So put on your ears and give it a little bibbidi-bobbidi-boo. Disney Blue's Disney On Demand is on the air! Now, here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. All right, all you D-heads, you tuned in for another magical installment of Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. And this week, for the week of October 24th, 2013, we have all kinds of fun. As we're continuing on with our not-so-scary Halloween editions here at the show, as we're going to continue to celebrate Halloween and all kinds of fun, all month long with special guests and more. And this week, for the week of October 24th, 2013, show number 51, we have a very special guest for you. When you're thinking comedy and fun, and you're also thinking spooky, Think the Spooky Buddies. How about the Drew Carey Show? Also, many other things like the Country Bears, Napoleon Dynamite, and more because we have none other than Diedrich Bader stopping in here at the show. That's right, the comedian, the man himself, Diedrich Bader, is going to be stopping in and talking about his entire career from such cult classics like Napoleon Dynamite and Disney iconic films like Spooky Buddies, the Country Bears, as well as Batman the Brave and the Bold and The Drew Carey Show. As Diedrich Bader is going to be stopping in and talking about his entire career, voice acting, and all the fun things that he's had on his sets and more throughout his entire career. In addition, we have the D-Team back. That's right, we have Aaron back as he's going to dip his hand to that virtual mailbag and he's going to answer all your questions with I Want to Know as he's going to sit there and go through all the lists and emails that all of you D-Heads always send in every single week as he's going to answer those questions and help you be enlightened here at the show this week. In addition, we're going to head down under. That's right, they may not celebrate Halloween in Australia, but we have our very own Lexi, our D-Team member from Down Under, as she's going to be stopping in and giving us more about our special guest here this week, Diedrich Bader. We have all kinds of Halloween fun, spooky tunes, and more. And if it sounds like I'm here on remote, if you hear a lot of noises in the background and more, that's because we're on location here this week as we are visiting a variety of haunted attractions. That's right, I figured why not make it spooky, why not make it scary, by visiting a few haunted houses throughout the month of October as we record live on location. So all of you D-heads, we have all kinds of fun lined up. That's right, it is the week of October 24th, 2013, and we're one week away from Halloween, so let's officially kick it off here this week with a little bit of fun, with a little bit of Hex Man. As you may know this song from the Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Celebration on Main Street, USA. Be right back, all of you D-heads. Let's trick or treat. You remind me of a man! Save us from the man with the hands 
been a sighting of the headless horseman here in the magic kingdom if you see him don't panic remain calm and don't lose your head With horns and saucer eyes Some have fangs about this size Some short and fat, some tall and thin And some don't even bother to wear their skin I'm telling you, brother, it's a fearful sight Just to see what goes on in the night When the spooks have a midnight jamboree They break it up with a fiendish glee are bad, but the one that's cursed is the headless horseman. He's the worst. When he goes jogging across the land, holding his noggin right in his hand, demons take one look and groan. Then they hit the road for parts unknown. Well, there's no rage like a spook that's burned. The 
ghost don't like a man, he's really burned. He swears to the longest day he's dead. Well, I'll show them that I can get ahead. Do, do, wow, 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 wow. Close all the windows Lock all the doors Unless you're careful why he'll get yours Don't think he'll hesitate a bit Cause you clip your top If this will fit He likes some little He likes some big Put him in the middle Or wear a wig Black or white Or even red The headless horseman Needs a head With a hip, hip, hip And a clippity-clop Why he's out looking for a head Shop. So don't stop to figure out a plan Cause you can't reason with a headless man With a hip hip hop and a clippity clop Look out! We know what we're talking about Believe me You better watch your cues But take a look at the people Who ignored the old good book Change your ways, you'll find it pays Cause you can't be a haint if you ain't Kinda crazed, I guess you'd say Take our word, we know what we're talking about You know, this is a pretty spooky thing we're doing here You don't mind if I turn on another light, do you? Hmm? Happy Halloween from all of us at DizRadio.com Keep it spooky Super Feelings with stressed envelope to Davis and Kirk. Write down that piece. Good evening. Excuse me, I'm just finishing up a little work. Welcome to the Disney Sunday movie. Now, I admit that tonight's feature, Mr. Boogity, is a little weird. It's a family comedy all about ghosts, evil spirits, and a very haunted house. But look at that. Guys in the special effects department here at the studio knew I was introducing Mr. Boogity. And this is their idea of a little joke. Very funny guys. Pyrotechnics, wonderful really. Phone book, hot telephone call. Nobody has a magnifying glass. Okay, fine chair, great. I'm keeping my coffee. <laughs> Hey guys, this is not funny. This is not funny. I just hope you figured out a way to get me back by next week. Why, I'm Merlin, of course. <laughs> By my beard, you're all looking quite magical. I'd say it's time to trick or treat!
is not yet done. I have been commanded by my lord Mickey to transport you to the party. Let it be so. Hello, kitties. It's me, John Kassir, the voice of the Crypt Keeper. And you're listening to Disney On Demand. <laughs> I can't believe it. It's Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. You hear that? It's the winds of change. Here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. All right, all of you D-heads, so you tuned in for another magical installment here at Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. And as we're continuing on with our second annual not-so-scary Halloween celebration all month long, we have all kinds of fun. And yes, you tuned in. It is show number 51 for the week of October 24th, 2013. Now, if it sounds a little bit different, if it sounds a little echoey, or maybe you're hearing some screams on cue... Yes, if you heard some screams, that's because I'm on location here this week. We had a lot of crazy things happen. Maybe it was the spooks and the ghosts that were taking place in the studio, but there was a lot of different things happening where we couldn't export the shows, we couldn't upload them. There was a lot of crazy things happening in the studio, and we just couldn't make it happen. I am not lying, all of you D-heads. So, you know, we couldn't get it to work out, so I figured, why not? Let's just get here on the road. So the show is going to be slightly different because, you know, with that and losing all of my news notes, we don't have any news here this week. So I'm going to keep it fun. I'm going to keep it spooky as we are celebrating Halloween. So, as I mentioned, if you hear the screams, once again on cue... That's because we are on location visiting a variety of haunted houses. I figured, why not? It's spooky. It's our second annual Halloween celebration, as we've been doing it all month long for all of you D-heads, so I figured go on the road and hit up some haunted attractions and some haunted houses with my family. Just keep it fun, keep it lighthearted, and do it remote on the road. So, with that said, before I jump into the show here this week, I do want to give you all the different ways that you can stay connected here at Disney On Demand. And first and foremost, you can always visit our official website at DizRadio.com. That's D-I-Z Radio. There you can find our full list of past shows, archives, and more, where you can listen to all of our past shows, all 51 of them, including our not-so-scary Halloween shows from last year as well. You can also read our latest news blogs, connect up with the D-Team, and even get some Disney fun with our Disney memes that we have posted right there on the website. You can also listen to over 300-plus television shows, TV shows, specials, and more in our Lifetime of Disney player right there on the homepage. And that's all at DizRadio.com, D-I-Z-Radio.com. Now, you can also connect up with us on Facebook and all the social media outlets on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Disney On Demand. You can also friend us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Disney Blue, and that's B-L-U. You can follow us on Twitter, AOL Instant Messenger, Instagram, Skype, and more. Just search Disney Blue, and that's B-L-U. You can also subscribe to our show in iTunes and Stitcher Radio. Just search Diz Radio, D-I-Z Radio, and stay connected with all the different fun guests, magic memories, and many more from your lifetime of Disney here at the show. So, with all of that out of the way, all of you D-heads, since we are on remote now, and I've had to kind of re-salvage the show here, we do have some special things 
happening, as we have none other than Diedrich Bader stopping in here at the show. Yes, you heard me correct, and I am excited. If you love classics like Napoleon Dynamite, you love the Country Bears, how about Spooky Buddies, since it is Halloween, or even the Drew Carey Show, you know Diedrich. He is all over, comedic genius, and with me, I have two boys out of my four kids, and they love Batman. So you may know Diedrich as well from Batman the Brave and the Bold. So Diedrich is going to stop in and talk about a variety of different things as he's helping us celebrate Halloween here this week at Disney On Demand. So I'm excited for that. We have the D-Team back with Aaron and Lexi and many other things. Now, as I mentioned, the show is going to be slightly different. I don't have my notes here. Of part of the spookiness in the DoD76 studios, I lost all of my notes on news. Yes, you know, it happened. We recorded it, we sat down, we had everything in order for the show, and the ghosts, or the spooks, or the ghouls, or whatever it may be, wanted to get us out of the studio. So I lost everything there. So I figured, why not freeform it? Because we've had some great things happening throughout the month of October. Me as a father, and many other things. But first, I gotta mention... If you want some virtual goodies, now this is something that's fun. Everybody likes to sit down at your computer and get some goodies for, for trick-or-treating. How about going to Doorless Chambers? Yep, Doorless Chambers, and uh, what he has done is he's created a virtual trick-or-treating for all of you D-heads out there. I mean, everybody, not just D-heads, of course. But, you know, Trader Sam has created virtual trick-or-treating. Now, you go to Doorless Chambers, you go to the website at doorlesschambers.com, and you can sit there and click as it goes next website, next website, and you're basically going virtual door-to-door to get goodies. Everything from, you know, pumpkin stencils to MP3s to uh, to games and crafts to do with your kids. It's actually really fun. It's already officially kicked off, and it's going on all the way through Halloween, and that's at doorlesschambers.com. Now, that is one thing that I do remember from news that definitely is fun and you want to share. So, all right, now how am I going to spare the time here? Maybe I can just ask this ghoul right here to uh, scream one more time for all of you D-heads. All right, that was fantastic. Anyways, all of you D-heads here. Now, you know, I figured as a father, I have four kids and celebrating Halloween. Now, Halloween has changed for me over the years from a variety of different things. I love the spooky. I love the scary. I love, you know, Freddy Krueger and Michael Myers and all the cool things as well as, uh, you know, newer classics like Trick or Treat and many other good ones. Now, as I became a father, you know, the one thing I love is my love of Disney enhanced even more. So then that turned into the family tradition of hitting up the not-so-scary Halloween party and doing all the family fun things with my children now, going to pumpkin farms and doing crafts and building scarecrows and you know that's just going to lead me into Halloween. Now this year my children are actually getting old enough where they want to decide their own costumes. Now I gotta say it is fitting. Now my five-year-old son Zachary he wants to be Darth Vader. Now you know he thinks it's going to be awesome and good. Now the thing that makes being Darth Vader pretty slick besides it being Darth Vader is the fact that he said flat out and I'm not lying to you here D-Heads he, he loves it he said I can go up there and I can say the force is strong with this. All right, let me try it. He, as he did it. Now, you got a picture of five-year-old doing this here. Now, he basically went... The force is strong with this house. Trick or treat. Now, I just thought that was awesome. I mean, a five-year-old came up with this on his own. Awesome. Now, of course, his three-year-old brother is listening in. And his three-year-old brother is like, you know what? I have to come up with something, and he's going to be Batman. As I mentioned, he loves Batman. So I'm excited to have Diedrich Bader stopping in here at the show. So, you know, I'm pretty stoked about that. But, uh, you know, he loves Batman. So he's like, I'm going to go up there and I'm going to say, I need my bat candy. It just sounds great from a three-year-old. Now, you get to my daughter, who's seven. Now, she's at that age now. She's second grade, and 
you know, she doesn't know what she wants to do. She wants to be this. She wants to be that. Does she want to be scary? Does she want to be cute? And a lot of that is influenced by her friends already. Sad to say it is. But I got to be proud because she is going out there as a cheerleader. Yes, a Green Bay Packer cheerleader because all of you D-heads know I'm based out of Wisconsin. And, you know, Packers, go Pack Nation, the greatest football team on the planet. I'll leave it at that. Minus Brett Favre. I still don't have any love for that guy. So, long live Aaron Rodgers. But she's going to be a Green Bay Packers cheerleader. Now, here's something that is slightly different. How many of you D-heads, raise your hands if you're with me. Now, mind you, I can't see your hands, but I know in your mind you're raising your hands. How many of you are out there with me where you actually have to start figuring out how to make costumes warm for your children? Now, that is a struggle because there's a variety of different costumes my kids want to be. They love to be. That makes it really, really hard. We live in Wisconsin. I mean, you know, trick-or-treating, it's like 30 degrees. Now, you don't want to go door-to-door with a jacket on, so you got to figure out ways to create layers and get creative and, and really make it fun. So, you know, Darth Vader, it works. He can wear a bunch of layers and do a variety of different things. Now, just how do you make a Green Bay Packer cheerleader warm? not sure on that one as well. So how many of you are here with me on that one? It does make it hard. Now, aside from my kids, fun story here. I figured, why not? I'll share some more with all of you D-heads. How about something from my own childhood and some fun, great things? Now, I've already shared a couple of different Halloween stories with all of you D-heads when I wanted to dress up as Mr. Boogity. Well, here's one. Since we're talking about Star Wars and my son wants to be Darth Vader, I'm going to go way back to there was a Halloween when I was Chewbacca. I thought it was the greatest thing on the planet. Now, you know, Chewbacca was awesome. It was one of those plastic costumes. So just in case you didn't know I was Chewbacca, it had a picture of Chewbacca on my chest. So, I mean, sorry. <laughs> just got scared again. Yeah, they're, they're screaming at me. They see me talking into a microphone. They want to scream at me. But anyways, you know, so I, I was Chewbacca. And just in case you didn't know I was Chewbacca, I had a picture of him on me. Awesome. Now, the following year... You know, I was in fourth grade, and I'm like, I'm going to get creative. I'm going to make it awesome. So what did I want to do? I wanted to be a wolf man. Now, of course, my parents, how many of you can relate? My parents were cheap. They did not want to spend the money or the time or to do anything. So my mom's like, well, Chewbacca looks like a big wolf. Can't you be Chewbacca? Just call him the wolf man. So, you know, the whole time I'm like, I can't do that. And then I was like, well, fine, I'll be Chewbacca again. Now, the one thing that was cool, though, is I had two older brothers and an older sister and even a younger sister. So we always did kind of like a little haunted house where the kids had to walk through, you know, a little area and, you know, you had to scare them. Now, the one thing that sticks out vividly in my mind is we did a variety of different things. Like we had hanging liver. So, you know, people would walk and smack them in the face. And we did the peeled grapes thing. So it felt like eyeballs and all kinds of fun stuff like that. Now, of course, me, I'm not really thinking, I'm not really scary, I'm Chewbacca. The whole time, I can't figure out why everyone's laughing, because my brothers and sisters are all jumping out and scaring everybody, and I jump out as Chewbacca, going, the Wolfman's gonna get you! Ah, the Wolfman's gonna get you! It's the most cheesy, idiotic... Uh, I look back now, and I'm like, what was I thinking? You know, what? why did I think I was even scary? Yeah, it just, it was ridiculous. Now, I mean, come on. It's not the greatest story. It's not the, the, uh, as elaborate as when I was Mr. Boogity, but I'm sure we've all been there. We've all been there with our makeshift costumes or in our minds, it was something a little bit greater than it actually was. Now, fast forward to being a father with kids. Now, I'm going to go into something a little more fun here. And how about, uh, you know, Halloween traditions? Now, this is something that everybody, you know, I feel is a lost art. 
you know, you really don't have the Halloween specials on TV like you used to have or anything like that. Now, I myself am the master of lists, whether that's from a variety of music, whether that's from DVDs. I mean, I change out our kids' DVDs, so there's here's all of our Halloween DVDs. And I even have Halloween party music that we're playing all month long just for the kids. Now, one of our traditions that I'm going to share with all of you D-heads is every single trick-or-treat, we always go out, we go trick-or-treating, we come back, dump out all of our candy, sort it out. We watch The Great Pumpkin, we watch Garfield's Halloween Adventure, and we also close off the night with The Headless Horseman. Now those are three staples that we always have to watch no matter what. Now these are things that we pass down and my kids miss it. And one of the things that really made me sad is one year, one of my kids' friends decided to join us and their parents and they all came over after and I was shocked that their children had no clue who Charlie Brown was, who no clue who The Great Pumpkin was, yet alone what Garfield and Odie were doing. Now that made me sad because these are traditions that we pass down with my family and, and they're awesome. So what I'm asking you D-heads is what are your traditions? I really want to hear from you. Call them in on our line. We have our phone number right there on our official website. You can call them in at 407-584-7862. Once again, that's 407-584-7862. And hear yourself on our Halloween episode. I want to know what your traditions are. What is something that you always have to do with your family? Now, uh, of course, one of our other traditions, I'm not going to say it because we already... I'm not, well, I will say it, okay, but I'm not going to go in elaborate with it because we already talked about it last week, was how we fill up our entire car with pumpkins. Now, if you haven't looked at Instagram lately or our Twitter or our Facebook, definitely do that because I posted pictures as we finished off almost 35 to 40 of our pumpkins, of our 100 pumpkins. We got a lot more to go, but uh, you can actually see how we carved all those so far as well. So definitely check those out because we do carve a lot of pumpkins. Now, what are your traditions? Call them in, get them out to us. So enough of me rambling, all of you D-heads. Like I said, it's a little bit different. I don't have news. I'm sorry if I bored you with my cheesy little stories here, but hey, you know, I'm not the greatest of narrators, I guess. But uh, yeah, I'm sorry that I don't have the news. The spooks, the ghouls were in the studio and crashed down the entire system. But fear not, because we have all kinds of Halloween fun. We've been celebrating our not-so-scary Halloween celebration all month long, and I'm excited just to keep it going again here this week. So before I let you go, all of you D-heads, I do want to mention that DizRadio.com is officially sponsored by Pixie Vacations. And the agents at Pixie Vacations can help you plan your Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Vacations by Disney, Disney Cruise, and more. And they can help you plan that trip and make it the most magical that you're ever going to have with your family, with yourself, your wedding, and more. And definitely check out all the agents at Pixie Vacations at PixieVacations.com. Now, with that said, I'm going to go through this haunted attraction. Hold on, I got a ghoul coming up here. All right, all right, so we got a ghoul here, and uh, I'm going to go through this haunted attraction, and uh, I'm going to release the reins to the D-team here remotely. So I'm going to release the reins to the D-team. We have some spooky tunes, all kinds of fun as we continue with our not-so-scary Halloween celebration. So let's continue on for the week of October 24th, 2013, show number 51, as we are gearing up for the one and only Diedrich Bader to be stopping in here at the show. Be right back, all VD heads, and I'm about to go get my scare on.
boils and ghouls. This is Trader Sam from the Disney Experience, www.disneyexperience.com. Of course, during the Halloween season, the Disney Experience transforms into the Haunted Experience. Earlier this year, I dug up an old website. I dusted it off and brought it back to life. It's called Doorless Chambers, and it features free online trick-or-treating from October 25th through October 31st. On your trick-or-treating journey, you will visit several websites in our virtual neighborhood, each one giving out digital treats and goodies, including the Disney On Demand podcast. And if you can't get enough treats to satisfy your sweet tooth, there are plenty of pre- and post-Halloween goodies showcased on the Doorless Chambers blog. Visit www.doorlesschambers.com to excavate the blog, begin your trick-or-treating adventure, and to learn about how you can join next year's event. After all, there's always room for one more. <laughs> And grim. Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> Thank you, my boy. But that's nothing, nothing for me, because, you see, I'm the magnificent, marvelous, mad man of men. You know what? I can even change size. I can be huge, fill the whole house. I can be teeny, small as a mouse. <laughs> Black sorcery is my dish of tea. <laughs> Come easy to me. I'm the magnificent, marvelous, mad madam Mim. <laughs> I can fly through the air, and I don't need a broom. Oh, I just take right off with a zip zapper and zoom. <laughs> can be beautiful, lovely and fair, silvery voice, and long purple hair, la 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 but it's only skin deep for zips over and pin, I'm an ugly old queen, the magnificent, marvelous, The Halloween at the House of Mouse. Ooh, today's show is so scary, you lose your head. <laughs> Sorry, we don't allow outside food. <laughs> no one eats candied apples like Gaston. No, Gaston, don't. <laughs> and now no one needs a wake-up kiss like Gaston. Look at these fools. It's so happily ever after in this place. Ooh, but it's true love. Mortals. You said it, boss! Stupid, stupid mortals. And their stupid, lovey-dovey smiles. Haji Baba, who is that? You fools! I commanded you to wait at the castle. Away with you! Now there's a goal for me. 
We even have the same management style. Name. Hello. Name. Give me a name. Come on. She is Maleficent. Mistress of all evil. Maleficent. A name to warm my soul. You know, if I had one. Don't save my seat, boys. Daddy's gone according. This is Suzanne Blakesley, the voice of Lady Tremaine, Maleficent, the evil queen and hag, Cruella DeVille, and Mary Poppins on Disney On Demand. Hey D-Heads, this is Aaron. I'm back with another installment of I Want to Know. I hope everyone is enjoying the Halloween episodes as much as we are making them. Well, let's reach into that virtual mailbag and see what we have for this week. First question comes from Timothy and he writes, Aaron, Timothy here with my second question to you. Since it's the dark and stormy season, I was going through old Disney Halloween shows and movies to enjoy. I'm still a fan of Under Wraps. Is that around on DVD or somewhere to stream? Thanks if you find it. I really want to see it again. Well, this is a movie I was unfamiliar with. Under Wraps is a 1997 Disney Channel original movie. The plot of the movie follows three 12-year-old kids who discover a mummy in the basement of a dead man's house. It comes alive due to the conjunction of the moonlight during that time of the month. They're scared of him at first, but with time discover he's friendly. The kids name the mummy Harold and decide he will temporarily take up residence in one kid's bedroom. After paying a visit to their Halloween-obsessed friend Bruce, they discover that if the mummy is not put back in his coffin before midnight on Halloween, the mummy will cease to exist. However, the sarcophagus is in the hands of the dead man, known as Mr. Kabob, who faked his death to avoid tax evasion. Upon finding out that the mummy has escaped, he orders his henchmen to look for the mummy and bring it back in time, as he is selling it to an interested buyer. On top of that, there are a few other obstacles that follow. For one thing, Harold's unusual appearance may attract unwanted attention as Halloween night draws closer. Meanwhile, they find out that Harold used to be in love with another mummy who comes alive at the end of the movie. Well, the movie was released on DVD on July 5, 2012, but is already out in print. It's available on Amazon, but at a ridiculous price. The full movie is available on YouTube. Also, keep watching the Disney Channel. You never know when they might show it again. It was actually on May 23rd of this year as part of Throwback Thursday Disney Channel. Well, our next question comes from Patty Savant in Colorado, and she writes, Diz Radio, Christmas is my all-time favorite holiday. I have a question about the Jiminy Cricket song from all of us. I had an LP many, many years ago, and I swear the song was longer and had Goofy in it too. Now, in all, the CD versions and MP3s is very short. Am I remembering this correctly? Well, this song was part of a special called From All of Us to All of You from 1958. It's also the name of the song, From All of Us to All of You. It is sung by Jiminy Cricket at the beginning of the special, accompanied by Mickey Mouse providing the music. The song was released on two different albums, A Family Christmas from 1980 and Disney's Christmas Collection from 1995. The album version was longer than the TV special version. The album version included Mickey Mouse singing a few lines at the end of the song, but I couldn't find anything about Goofy being a part of the song. An interesting fact about the TV special? It has been shown infrequently in the U.S. in recent years, but in the Nordic countries, Sweden, Finland, Denmark, and Norway, 
In the countries of the United Kingdom, the show has been broadcast every year since 1959 and has become a holiday classic. Well, our final question this week comes from DizFan1982 and he writes, Happy Halloween, D-Team. Love the Halloween shows. The question I want to present is for the parks. I heard rumors that Disneyland Paris Hollywood Studios does a scary Halloween celebration, unlike the American one that is family friendly. True? If so, man, I want it. Well, it's not the Paris one that has the scary Halloween, it is actually Hong Kong Disney. It's somewhat along the lines of Universal Studios kind of scary. Examples of some of the attractions include Mystic Manor, Space Mountain, Ghost Galaxy, Sideshow Carnival Extraordinaire, and Revenge of the Headless Horseman. That last one sounds really cool. But I'm with you. I would love a little more scary in the park. Or maybe doing another Halloween event at Hollywood Studios. We can always dream. Well, D-Heads, that concludes another installment of I Want to Know. Thanks for the great questions, and keep them coming. Send all your questions or comments to Aaron, E-R-I-N, at DizRadio.com. Make sure to include your name and city so I can give you credit. And remember, D-Heads, laughter is timeless, imagination has no age, and dreams are forever. Happy Halloween, D-Heads! Tomorrow night, it's a Disney Channel original movie, Under Wraps. The spirit of the mummy may be freed by the purity of the full moon and loosened to walk the earth. And he's walking your way on Disney. What are we going to call him? How about Harold? And it's up to these three kids to help him find his way back home. Yeah. We don't have much time, right, Harold? Under wraps, tomorrow at 8, 7 Central, only on Disney Channel. Dressed up like witchy witches for the Halloween ball. Mm-hmm.
Grab your death certificate. Watch out for hitchhiking ghosts. Stand clear of elevator shafts and look over your shoulder for those Disney villains. Because this is the annual not so scary Halloween celebration on Disney on demand. Alright, all of you D-heads, so I'm back once again, and I just pretty much got my scare on, uh, you know, so it's a, it's been fun. This is a great haunted attraction. It was really fun. I love the waiting area and the queue and, you know, just going down and hitting up some haunted attractions with the family, and it, it really was great. So, you know, you're back once again. I hope you enjoyed as uh, we remotely sent off for the D-team to be out there, and thank you, Aaron, once again for dipping your hand into that virtual mailbag and answering all those questions. And remember, all of you D-heads, you can always email Aaron directly at E-R-I-N at DizRadio.com, D-I-Z Radio.com. You can also just read more about him on his bio page and connect up with him and shoot him your questions. So all of you D-heads, you're back once again. It is show number 51 for the week of October 24th, 2013, and we're getting our scare on a little bit more. Now, if you weren't tuned in right away, uh, we're, we're pretty much uh, the ghouls and the ghosts and everything caused a lot of issues with our uh, systems here this week. So it's a little more free-flowing, a little more uh, out in the open here this week as I'm just rambling on to all of you D-heads heads and talking for the sake of talking as we're waiting for the one and only Diedrich Bader to be stopping in here at the show. So we got a lot of fun things going on. So with that said, as we gear up in more, I'm just uh, pretty much going to find something else to ramble on about you with for a second here. Now, one of those things that I'm going to continue on here with is more holiday classics. Now, everybody always talks about Disney holiday classics and Disney Halloween films. Now, there's a variety of different films that everybody talks about. The Halloween Town franchise. Yes, all the Halloween Town films. Everybody loves all four of those. Of course, The Adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad, and let's not forget the one and only A Disney Halloween Treat and all those fun ones. But people forget about a variety of other great Disney Halloween films. I mean, from Disney Channel films to more rare classics. I mean, there's a lot of great Disney Halloween shorts that are out there on top of the Donald Duck Trick or Treat or the Lonesome Ghost. One of those has Phyllis Diller in it. I mean, Phyllis Diller hosted a great 30-minute special called Phyllis Diller's in Diller's Mansion, where she walked around the haunted mansion and she showed a variety of different Halloween shorts and more to gear up for the trick-or-treating. Now, the thing that made this special awesome that I love, and I showed it to my children, is that there is actually a witch hazel costumed character yes you heard me right she goes in and the big bad wolf is there and goofy is dressed up as a vampire and donald's there and mickey is looking slightly different because this definitely wasn't the golden age of costumes uh with disney live action characters but one of those was witch hazel and the witch hazel character was fantastic i wish they would bust that out in the parks once again just for us to check out the witch hazel costume now this was with phyllis diller and she was in the haunted mansion and showed a variety of different cartoons and clips and even a tour of the haunted 
Haunted Mansion, and I even played a few clips of this, um, I think when we officially kicked off our Not-So-Scary Halloween editions here at the show. Now, some other great Disney ones that are also long-lost gems and forgotten ones is the Happy Haunting sing-along songs. Now, that's always a great one where they have some great sing-along songs for your children to sing along and have fun for Halloween. And how about Mr. Boogity and Bride of Boogity? Great Disney Channel films like Under Wraps and Twitches. I mean, there's just some fantastic Disney ones that are out there that everybody forgets about. I mean, let's let's not forget my mom's dating a vampire. I mean, there's some really fantastic ones out there that are forgotten. So you can actually get your Disney Halloween fix all month long with a lot of great ones. Now, let's move into some of them that are a little less known and not necessarily Disney. Now, I know this is a little bit different. It's it's not Disney, but other great ones that I show my children is, of course, Mickey's House of Villains. Garfield, as I already mentioned, It's the Great Pumpkin. How about Bugs Bunny's Halloween Spooktacular? That's always a great one. 30 minutes of great Bugs Bunny classic vintage cartoons all strung together in typical, like, Halloween special format, you know, like Disney's done where they splice in a bunch of the spookier episodes, but it's always fantastic as well. Casper the Friendly Ghost, Hocus Pocus. Let's not forget Bob the Builder, Barney, Angelina Ballerina, and Phineas and Ferb and a couple of those that uh, my children love as well. So there's a lot of great ones out there for the children that are part of our collection as well that we haven't even touched upon this season because we've been so busy. I mean, there's a lot of good ones out there. There's a lot of great family-friendly films. So what I'm trying to get at is sit down, make a movie night, eat some candy, and make it spooky and Halloween. That's pretty much it. That's that's all I'm trying to say to you, D-Heads. So anyways, with that said... There's a lot of different things going on. We have the one and only Diedrich Bader stopping in here shortly. I'm looking at the clock. I went through that haunted attraction relatively quick. Mind you, I don't think I was running, but I think a few other people in our group were, so I had to keep up. So with that said, all of you D-heads, I'm going to patch through, get ready. We have Lexi, our D-team member from Down Under, and she's going to be stopping in here to give us more about our very special guest here this week, Diedrich Bader. And we have more coming from our second annual Not-So-Scary Halloween celebration. So sorry if you were looking for the news here this week. The ghosts, the ghouls, and all the goblins really did throw a wrench into that one, all of you D-heads. So with that said, hopefully you're not too bored with my rambling on here this week, but... Stay tuned, because coming up very shortly, I'm going to patch it through, we're going to get into a nice secluded place, and we have Diedrich Bader stopping in here at the show. Be right back, all of you D-heads. Happy Halloween. It's a different show, but we're still celebrating it.
skeletons, monsters, and howling cats. Spooky masks and jack-o'-lanterns, witches and devils and big black bats. My grandma Aggie, my sister Sophie, and my brother Dylan and I all had to join together and use the power of the Cromwell Witch family to defeat Calabar, an evil warlock who's had a thing for my mother since they were teenagers. Halloween Town was always a happy place where creatures of different sizes and shapes and species, some of them downright weird, could live apart from the real world in peace and harmony. So, after we saved Halloween Town, Grandma decided to leave her comfy house there and live with our family in the mortal world. Now, it's Halloween night again, the only night we can pass freely between Halloween Town and our world. I'm thinking about Halloween Town. I wonder how it's changed. Hi, it's Judith Hogue, and you're listening to DizRadio.com. Happy Halloween! Hey, D-Heads, this is Aaron with the top five Disney Halloween specials not to miss. There are so many great shows to choose from, but I stuck with ones that are readily available to watch. At number five, we have a newcomer, Toy Story of Terror. This looks to be an instant classic. At number four, we have Gravity Falls with the episode Summerween. What a great show, and what a great episode. At number three, we have The Lonesome Ghost from 1937 featuring the big three, Mickey, Donald, and Goofy as Ghostbusters. At number two, we have The Silly Symphony, The Skeleton Dance, and also Mickey Mouse's Haunted House, both from 1929. And at number one, we have The Adventures of Ichabod from 1949, or better known as The Legend of Sleepy Hollow. And in honor of Lou, I have a few honorable mentions. I really enjoy all the Halloween towns, but even though it's not Disney, no Halloween is complete without seeing It's a Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. This is my top five, but I would love to hear your top Halloween shows. Email me at Aaron, E-R-I-N, at DizRadio.com. Happy Halloween, Diaz. (laughs) 
Ik ben de geest van Halloween. En ik laat je vreselijke dingen zien. How are the Halloween preparations going? <laughs> Does everyone have their costume in order? Well, Diz Radio has definitely had some great ideas for you. Aren't we all loving the Halloween shows? I think they're so much fun. <laughs> well, this week's special guest is pretty awesome and totally related to Disney's Halloween fun. <laughs> Digic Beta. Now, for some background information. Didrik was born in Virginia 
but actually spent his childhood in France. Ooh la la. <laughs> now, talent and dedication are definitely in this week's special guest family, as his dad, William, was Chief of Staff for the Senate of Foreign Relations Committee and is President of the Eurasia Foundation on Capitol Hill. Wow. And his mother, Greta, is a sculptor whose portrait of the late Senator J. William Fulbright sits in the National Gallery in Washington, D.C. Also, this week's special guest's great-grandfather was Edward L. Bader, former mayor of Atlantic City, New Jersey. A very influential family indeed. <laughs> Isn't Disney lucky to have him? It was in France that this week's special guest developed a love for all things entertainment and acting, even being inspired by the greats, especially Fred Astaire and the wonderful Charlie Chaplin. That must have been a pretty awesome childhood. <laughs> Rumour has it that Diedrich actually imitated Charlie Chaplin at the age of four. How cute! So, it was from a really young age that this week's special guest knew he wanted to perform, and it was in France that Diedrich started fixating on movies. Aren't we lucky? A few years later, Diedrich returned to the US and studied at Groveton High School, and he graduated from T.C. Williams High School, and then went on to study at the North Carolina School of the Arts. Get this, it was actually during spring break that this week's special guest was discovered by a casting director in Santa Fe, New Mexico. Talk about the kind of holiday that changed your life. <laughs> wow. After this chance discovery, Diedrich appeared in a TV pilot and actually landed the starring role. Unfortunately, the pilot wasn't picked up, but nonetheless, this week's special guest moved to LA <laughs> and began auditioning for other roles. It wasn't long before Diedrich was picked up for a wealth of guest roles on several well-known and much-loved 80s and 90s TV series, including Star Trek The Next Generation, in 1987, The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air in 1990, Cheers in 1982, and Quantum Leap in 1989. Diedrich was even in popular shows like 21 Jump Street, Frasier, and Monk. Diedrich must have one heck of a cool and fun personality because a filmmaker was so impressed by his tongue-in-cheek delivery when he read for her action-adventure spoof series, Danger Theatre, in 1993, which was actually a, a spoof of an action-adventure program, <laughs> that he was hired for that role and for the feature film The Beverly Hillbillies in 1993. Now, I'm pretty sure that's what you call striking oil. <laughs> In the film, Diedrich was hilarious enough to play two characters, Jethro and Jethreen Bodine. His performance has been dubbed one of the comic highlights of the film. <laughs> A few years later, in 1995, he was cast as the logically challenged Oswald in The Drew Carey Show. 
And he once said that it was sad when the Drew Carey show ended because they had such a good time together and it was pretty evident on the camera too. The next year, in 1996, Diedrich showed his versatility and actually appeared in a political thriller film called The Assassination File. Diedrich once said that he was particularly excited about that film because it allowed him to be shot in the head. <laughs> oh, by the way, Diedrich was an Eagle Scout, so maybe there's some connection there. Critics have said that this week's special guests, tall build and, well, boyish good looks, have made Diedrich a natural for comedic roles. Like the cool supporting roles in motion pictures like Office Space and Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Movies also show Diedrich's fun side, like Rex Kwon Do in the hilarious film Napoleon Dynamite, and other movies like Eurotrip and Miss Congeniality 2, and Armed and Fabulous, as well as a range of animated films and shows, including Ice Age, and he actually plays Batman on Batman the Brave and Bold. Diedrich says that this Batman series is a throwback to the comic book that it's all based on. This is something that he really loves about the show. And once Diedrich said that what he did when he talked as Batman was that he used his Batman voice, which was a growl, kind of like the classic Batman, established by Michael Keaton. But Diedrich actually says that Adam West is still his favourite Batman. Other cool voice appearances from this week's special guest include The Simpsons, The Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy, South Park, King of the Hill, and Penguins of Madagascar, and even Ben 10. Now, just a true testament to Diedrich's love of the art of acting, he once said that he liked going onto someone else's set and not being the star. Hmm, I think that's great. Now, for us D-heads, we can see, or should I say, hear Diedrich's work on a number of animated television projects, including Pepper Ann, Buzz Lightyear of Star Command, Kim Possible, as well as Hercules the Animated Series. I particularly love the Buzz Lightyear of Star Command series. Diedrich is actually the voice of Warp Dark Matter. <laughs> Pretty cool. It always takes me back to the Toy Story movies and even the Buzz Lightyear attractions at the Disney theme parks. Buzz is so cool. This week's special guest has also lent his voice to Disney films like Country Bears and Bolt. I am so starstruck. <laughs> Diedrich espouses a really great message of inspiration, as he once advised that what he's learnt over his career is that you really have to do the stuff that you really want to do. Good message, I think. So, what is this week's special guest up to now? He says he's doing mostly off-camera voice work right now. Because his kids are very little and this is a very precious time. So that's what he's focusing on. I think that's wonderful and really sweet. I bet they think that having a dad that's the voice of Batman is pretty awesome. <laughs> How cool. 
It was between 2008 and 2011 that Diedrich was the voice of Batman in Batman the Brave and the Bold. He also voiced a few other characters too. So, thanks Diedrich Bader. Without you, Disney definitely would not be the same. of England, there's a legend people tell of days long ago when the great scarecrow would ride from the jaws of hell and laugh <laughs> with a fiendish yell. With his clothes all torn and tattered, through the black of night he'd ride. From the marsh to the coast like a demon ghost, he'd rob the rich, then hide, and he'd laugh <laughs> till he stood his side. Scarecrow. Soldiers of the king feared his name. Scarecrow, Scarecrow, The country folk all loved him just the same. Scarecrow, he would always help the farmer when there was no gold to bring. He'd find a way for the poor to pay the taxes of the king. Scarecrow. Every man would sing So the king told all his soldiers Hang him high or hang him low But never return till the day I learn He's gone in flames below Or you'll hang With the great scarecrow 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 Scarecrow, scarecrow. The soldiers of the king feared his name Scarecrow Envelope to Davis and Kirk. Right down the. I played Pete. I played Buddha. And I played the voice of Mud Bud. I played Joseph. Pip Soner. My character I played was named Skip. My character is Rodney. He's the bully. I played Alice. I play Rosebud in the movie Spooky Buddies. You know, as an actor, you're in a scene acting, but you've got, you know, five dogs just in their costumes, which is you just want to go up to hug these dogs. These dogs are too adorable. You know, it's hard to focus when you when you have that much cuteness around you. It's, you just want to go, oh, you know, in the middle of your line. I'm Robert Vince, and I'm the director of Spooky Buddies. And the movie is a, a fun uh, Halloween adventure that uh, the buddies are in this time, but uh, they have to save Fernfield and the rest of the world on Halloween night. The idea was really started from a simple premise that there hadn't been any fun family Halloween movies. And so we tried to find something that was just a fun ride for kids on Halloween. Trick or treat! Yeah, yeah let Frank and Dude help you out there. My name is Pat Finn and I played Frank and Dude in the movie. Dude! Dude! I don't know if you can see it fully in the movie, I had Vans on with six inch heels. They were huge. At one point I had to step into a pumpkin. So I had Vans 
six inch heel shoes, a pumpkin, a really heavy surfboard with a shark bite out of it. I had eye things in that made my like a pinhole, that's all I could see, and a wig and two and a half hours of makeup. Anything I did was actually crazy and enjoyable just because it was such a, an elaborate ensemble. Who dares? <laughs> Dude. It's really not that bad. Rosebud, in the movie Spooky Buddies, she dressed up as a princess for Halloween, of course, because she always dresses up so girly. Wore a little tiara, a little dress. She looked fabulous. Oh, nice costume, lady. I'm dressing up as a peacock. Dressing up as a skeleton this year. I played a pirate in the movie, which kind of related to the pirate experience that I've had dressing up with my dad, and we always do pirate costumes. A couple years ago, my one of the people in my neighborhood was a dentist, so I got a toothbrush. <laughs> Last year, there was someone that was trying to be all vegetarian and give us stuff, and they were like apple crisps. I ate them, but they weren't the best. The flying scenes were one of the best parts of the whole movie. Originally, they used a stunt person, and I was like, no, 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 that guy's flying up in the sky. I want to do that. You know, we were flying, you know, 70, 80 feet high, and it was my favorite part. I'm mad that I can't really fly. The animal trainers, when I was holding one, he said, here, uh, I'll put something on your face so the puppy will lick your face. But before he could get his stuff to put on my face, the puppy was already licking my face. I got along great with puppies. Make sure you check out Walt Disney's Spooky Buddies because it's funny and your family's going to love it. Check it out. And it's got me in it, yeah. Lights, camera, action. It's time for this week's Disney On Demand special guest. All right, all of you Disney fans, you tuned in for another magical installment of Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. And as we bring you the magic, the memories, and all the fun things that help keep that magic alive throughout your daily life, we have somebody very special here with us this week. Somebody that you may know from such films as Napoleon Dynamite, TV classics like The Drew Carey Show. You also know him, for all you Disney fans out there, from many of the buddy films, uh, Space Buddies, Spooky Buddies. You also known from the country bears we have none other than Diedrich bader with us here this week welcome to disney on demand thanks very much i'm glad to be here oh it is our pleasure having you on somebody with your resume i mean so many different films under your belt television i mean so many different things i mean i don't even know where to begin i guess uh i guess with that said i guess where did it all begin Oh, I guess, you know, a long time ago, uh, when I was about 20, I met a casting director at a dinner party, and, uh, and she invited me in to read for a Western, and I always um, I always loved Westerns, you know, dress like a cowboy and ride horses and things like that, and, um, uh, and you know, so I went in and, and, uh, and read for it and, and got a part as a deputy, and, uh, and it was really fun. I got to ride a horse all day and dress like a cowboy and, you know, pretend to draw and fight. It was fun. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, what what person doesn't want to be a cowboy, right? Yeah, exactly. Especially a little boy. I get to have two guns and, you know, ride around and shoot people off rooftops as they, you know, the buildings exploded. It was awesome. <laughs> well, you know, I guess with that, you know, you've had a very successful career. And, you know, many people, uh, you know, when we were asking all the listeners and that, you know, what are some of the things that remind you, uh, you know, of your career? And everybody, of course, Napoleon Dynamite and Drew Carey show. But a uh, few have also brought up the Beverly Hillbillies and working with the late Jim Varney. I guess, uh, what was it like working on that kind of film, you know, bringing this television classic to life in, in a movie screen? 
Um, it was a lot of fun. It was a great script, and, and uh, the cast was just really fun to work with. Of course, Cloris Leachman was um, was Granny, and Debbie Coleman, and uh, and Lily Tomlin was in there. But you know, the real pleasure, as you as you pointed out, was uh, was working with uh, with Jim because uh, what a nice man he was, and he uh, he always kept the crew going with lots of jokes all day. Just a truly, truly nice man. Well, you know, it, it's the kind of thing where it seemed like you guys really came off as a true family. Everyone seemed like they were always having a good time. You know, you kind of get that chemistry when you see it on film, and, and you kind of feel, you know, you can always tell when a crew is meshing really well. That's right, yeah. I mean, you know, we, we had a light and happy set, and uh, a lot of that came from Jim. Of course, uh, Chorus is also very funny, but uh, uh, but Jim is just such a nice guy and was really happy to have the opportunity to be in a bigger picture like that because the earnest pictures were kind of small, small budget pictures and this was a big one for him so he was very happy to be there now you know i guess you know moving along in the career of course a couple of things that like i said we had to touch base upon of course with the drew carey show napoleon dynamite to the country bears i guess let's jump into it with the disney fans and the country bears because you know i myself i love the country bear attraction you know growing up going to the parks and knowing that it was coming to the big screen now you had dual roles in that of course you know doing the voice of ted betterhead as well as officer cheats which you know, I, great slapstick humor. I always thought it was great, especially with the uh, stick-on mustache. Uh, uh, what was it like? What was it like working on uh, that kind of film? And how were you approached for that? I mean, is it something that you were gung ho for right away, and you were just excited for? Or uh, you know, I guess how did you know what it is? It's it's kind of a funny story because I originally was cast as uh, as the bear, as Ted, and uh, then when I went to the table read, which is where. Uh, all the actors sit around and the uh, producers and the executives and the, you know, our bosses over at Disney, uh, just listen to the movie and you just read everything. They had not cast, uh, an actor to play the, uh, police officer, Officer Keats. And, uh, so they asked me if I could just read for it at the table. And I said, well, yeah, I mean, I'm already playing a part, but, uh, yeah, sure, I'll do it for you. And so I read both parts and, and, uh, and got my laughs and, um, um, uh, and then uh, they, they, uh, called me the next day and said, you know, we'd like you to play both parts, the bear and the officer chasing the bear. And I said, well, that's a kind of a unique opportunity. So, uh, so I wanted to do it. Uh, plus I got to work with Daryl Mitchell, who's, uh, just a, he's, uh, the African American, uh, actor who played the other officer. And, uh, I've always wanted to work with him and it was just a great opportunity for me. Oh, definitely. And, you know, you guys really played off each other well. I mean, one of my favorite lines in that movie that you guys did was, uh, you know, when you said, we're going to do more than that. And, you know, and he looks at you and he's like, how can we do more than Finding Barry? (laughs) 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 You know, it was just some great, great slapstick humor in there. I mean, the way you guys were playing off each other really reminded me uh, a lot of the old Abbott and Costello kind of feel, you know, where one person was playing off the next and great chemistry. Oh yeah, I, I would have loved to have continued doing that uh, with uh, with Daryl. He's a really really nice guy, and and uh, you know a lot of the um, a lot of the lines were improvised. Uh, they gave us a lot of room to to make up stuff. Um, you know, I, I for instance um, had the idea of of having a fake mustache that I was I was a guy who couldn't grow a mustache. Um, and uh, and they just they bought into that. And the real reason that we did that was that. Um, uh, you know, most police officers, uh, well, I guess the cliche of it is that they all have, uh, uh, you know, mustaches. But I was working on the Dracaria show at the same time. Um, so I, I wasn't able to grow a mustache because, um, you know, I have to do a, uh, do the Dracaria show. So, uh, and Oswald, my character, did not have a mustache. So, uh, 
yeah, I came up to the producers and I said, I wonder if it would be funny if I could just, you know, have a fake mustache. And he's an officer that can't grow a mustache but feels self-conscious about it, so he just buys one. And <laughs> and they seemed to like the idea. And uh, obviously, you know, it became part of the picture, which is really fun. Well, right. I mean, and that was the kind of thing that made it fun, too, you know, when you guys were, you know, playing off that. And he's like, what's with your hair after coming out of the uh, the car yeah. wash? And yeah, you're more worried about the mustache. <laughs> yeah. Now, you know, you did segue and talked about the Drew Carey show, how you're part of that. And that is that is part of, I guess, television history and being part of that legacy of a show, because that's one of those shows where, you know, 20, 30 years from now, people are still going to be talking about it, just like they still talk about All in the Family and all those shows. And I oh, guess, well, thank you, say. Thank you. you know, working on the Drew Carey show and being part of something that is this huge uh, comedic legacy, I guess, is that something that you knew was going to be that big when you were working on it and uh, being part of the show? I wasn't sure the first year. I, I wasn't actually crazy about the show the first year, strangely enough. But then when we got picked up for the second year, um, the writers started writing a very different and I thought more interesting show and a much funnier show. And, um, you know, it, first, it started when we got back and Drew wanted to do a musical number to start off the show. And... Um, I guess nobody had really done that before on sitcoms, and Drew took a little more power over the show, and it kind of became its own sort of thing. And it before it felt like a lot of other shows, and the second year it really came into its own to become something I think totally unique. Well, you know, and that's the kind of show too. Like you said, it is its own show. It stands on its own. It has its own comedy bits, and doing that musical for the opening, you know, that's the kind of thing where that's what sets its tone. Because uh, in today's day and age, I mean, you know, I guess the the opening credits for a television show just. It just doesn't have that same effect anymore, and you know, having musical numbers in shows. I mean, right. really, it really did add that. You know, even if you didn't like musicals, you couldn't help but just sit there and just laugh at these characters doing this. Kind right, of stuff. exactly. Yeah, I mean, you know, the great thing about it, in my opinion, was how fresh and original the concept really was to have a musical number in there, and uh, and also just to take the show and do whatever he wanted with it, and to really really make it a singular sense of humor. And I think that's the thing that really made it stand out and, and makes all all really good shows stand out is that it has kind of a voice to it. And uh, Because if it's just like, you know, in your life, if you're trying to pretend that you're somebody else and you're not yourself, you're not true to yourself, then you'll never really succeed. Because it, But when you're true to yourself, um, you know, you can really achieve a lot of things. Definitely. You know, I, I guess, you know, that can't be more true than anything. And that's what I always try to instill into my own children. And, you know, it's something that's very important. And uh, I guess in tr- being true to yourself as well, uh, you know, being part of that show is, was there ever any fun hijinks or things off the set that, uh, you know, uh, off camera, I guess, that were just always fun and, and wacky things happening? Or was it always just down to business? Let's, let's do this show. Oh, no, it was always really fun. Um, I mean, Ryan Stiles, who was kind of my comedic partner on the show, he played Lewis on the show, uh, was an improviser and, a, you know, just a genius comedically. And, um, you know, we had a lot of practical jokes that we would do, and but we would have this one recurring joke that Lewis and Oswald would do because, um, you know, sometimes there would be Drew and Lewis and Oswald on the living room set of the Drew Carey show uh, where Drew would, you know, supposedly live. And the doorbell would ring. And Drew would walk to the door, and Lewis and Oswald would be, uh, Lewis would be in the chair, and Oswald would be on the end of the couch. And the camera would follow Drew.
Drew over to the door to introduce, you know, the new character. And so I knew when the camera was off me, and I would turn to Lewis, and I'd say, who's that? And he'd say, it's the police. <laughs> and then, and, I, and then you know, he'd open the door, and the police would be there, and I'd go, whoa! <laughs> and we did, we did it almost every episode for nine years. <laughs> It was a real long running joke between the two of us. <laughs> but it's the kind of thing that to this day you are you're never gonna forget it. No, I'll never forget it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we had a good time on that show. Well, you know, I guess and uh, you know, with the Drew Carey show, like I said, you know, being part of television history and legacy, you know, you've had the pleasure of being part of so many cult favorites. And I like to use that phrase cult just because there's so many you know, fans out there for different things. And of course, Napoleon Dynamite, which was, you know, an out of the box, just a, a huge cult classic now. Now what is it like being part of such a wacky, fun, unique, different film that I, I don't think anybody, I, I think everyone was blindsided by, you know, the, the praise it got. You know, it, what's strange about this is that I thought it was the, I, there were two scripts that I thought were the funniest scripts I've literally ever read. And I wasn't sure if they'd be successful, but, um, but w when they wanted me to do them, I was so excited to do it because... I thought, you know, this is really close to my sense of humor. It's something that I really genuinely want to do. And in the case of Napoleon Dynamite, my agent tried to talk me out of it because the um, the movie had no money, and so they couldn't pay their actors really much of anything. And uh, just kind of a daily rate, which is the minimum SAG daily rate. Um, and, you know, they had such a low budget, and they just said, you know, what, what's going to happen to this movie? Where's it going? And I, I went, I don't care. I don't care. It's the funniest movie I've ever read, and I want to be a part of it, and I'm delighted that they came to me. And, um, uh, yeah, so, uh, and then I went there, and it was just the tiniest of crews with, everybody was about 22, 23 years old and the whole thing. And, uh, and you know, and I didn't know if it would even get released, because I've done some indies where I like them very much, and, and they never came out. But, um, that thing, it just had the most distinctive sense of humor. And, um, and, you know, to go back to our earlier point, it, it, that was the thing that really set it apart was that, um, it had its own sense of humor and it was true to itself and I wasn't trying to be anything else. And, uh, um, and I think that's what I really, really responded to, uh, with it. And yeah, I'm very proud to be in that and office space. Those are probably the, the ones that I'm most proud of, um, just because they're so unique. Definitely, you know, and, and Office Space, of course, has a, a giant following. I mean, you, people quote it all the time. You see it online. I mean, it's one of those movies that I think there was a point in time where, it, it, I swear it was like the Office Space channel, because wherever channel you turned on, it was on. <laughs> yeah. I, I guess with that film and looking back at it and how unique, and like you said, it's its own humor, um, you know, is that the kind of thing where you look back and, and you know that, you know, 20 years from now, people are still going to be approaching you about these kind of films or quoting it to you? and whatnot yes yes <laughs> definitely um i mean you know when i went the opening weekend i guess people don't really remember this now but um i missed the premiere because uh, we were shooting the uh, they did it on a tuesday night which is the night that uh you know we did the drew carey show so i couldn't go so uh, my wife and i went um opening weekend and there was absolutely no one in the theater but us it was a <laughs> huge bomb and um nobody saw it and i was just unbelievably depressed about it uh, because I thought, you know, this is really uh, the sense of humor that I like the most and uh, something that I was really proud to be in. And I was very, you know, it's just, I was just so proud of it. And no one saw it. 
And I just was, I was truly heartbroken by it. It was a searing, awful moment for me. And what was crazy about it was that, I guess about two years later, I was in traffic, and, uh, um, you know, a couple of guys covered with tattoos and in a, in a pickup truck um, just started um, throwing quotes out at me. Uh, and I was like, wow, what, you know, when did you see this? <laughs> and, they, you know, they said they saw it on video. And, uh, um, and, you know, people just started watching it, and they watched it together. And then, as you say, like Comedy Central, I think it was, um, just started showing it almost continually. And uh, it became like this giant thing. But I never watched it until um, we had the 10th reunion um, in Austin, Texas, where we shot Office Space. And the, the crowd uh, that, that uh, you know, bought tickets, I guess it was about a 3,500-seat theater, uh, completely sold out in 15 minutes when they were selling the tickets. And it was like seeing the Rocky Horror Picture Show. It was, you know, the people were saying the lines along with them. They were laughing at every joke and... You know, great peals and rolls of laughter were, were, it just, it felt really good that it had become this thing, uh, and that I could finally leave that, that terrible weekend behind when, when I saw, when I saw the movie first. <laughs> well, you know, and like you said, it, it is that kind of thing where, you know, it, it had its feet afterwards. And now, I mean, I swear any office you go to, somebody is giving out quotes or have has an office space mug or a red oh, stapler. Oh, it's huge. Or, doesn't yeah. make a difference what it is. Somebody has something. No, I'm very proud to be in. And, you know, some people say, well, you know, wouldn't you prefer to be in a lot of bigger budget movies that, you know, that uh, uh, that make a ton of money and um, I'm like, no, you know, I'm okay. I'm okay with being a cold hit. <laughs> well, you know, I'm actually okay with that. Well, right. I mean, and those are the kind of things where, you know, I mean, like I said before, I mean, you have this outstanding legacy with these films where, you know, I, I mean, I rank you right up there with Tim Curry in terms of the, you know, being part of all these cult classics that, you okay. know, you know, you can make a huge blockbuster film. But it's those cult classics are the ones that are going to keep you alive in cinema history. Yeah, it's true. It's true. It's true because a lot of movies come and go, but the ones that are really distinctive, they they stick around and they stand the test of time. Definitely. Now, I guess stepping aside from you know uh, acting and seeing your face in front of the screen, let's go to something that I personally love and voice acting, uh, which is something that uh, you know you are well versed in. Of course, you know you've done a variety of different things from you know bolt gargoyles, uh, you know spooky buddies, space buddies, and all that kind of fun stuff. But and uh, and Ferb. Yes, Phineas and Ferb, which is actually one of the questions from our listeners. They wanted to know if uh, you know we're going to have uh, the cousin uh, reprising his role anytime soon. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, you'll have to keep watching. But, yeah, he's definitely coming back. I just did one the other day. And actually, you know, um, Swampy, uh, Swampy Marsh, one of the creators of the show, and he also plays, uh, you know, um, oh, my God, uh, the guy on the monitor. You know, uh, we got to get uh, Doofenshmirtz, you know, with the major monograph. <laughs> Um, he, uh, uh, he's coming over to a barbecue tomorrow. He's a good friend of mine. Very cool. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, Phineas and Ferb, uh, is an out of the box hit. It's just one of those Oh, it's shows. such a good show. It's right. really funny. Well, the thing is, is I feel it has enough humor where, you know, somebody like, you know, my kids can watch it. And at the same time, me as an adult can watch it and find the same kind of humor and just laugh hysterically. I know. And, and one of the things I really love about it as a parent is that there aren't any jokes that I need to explain or put me in a weird situation where, you know, the the guys that are telling the jokes are trying to get a joke over the head of the kids. 
It, it, it's all right in the roundhouse of really, truly just funny but wholesome um, humor that has its very own beat. I mean, you know, I, I think uh, Doofenshmirtz, for example, has to be one of the funniest characters in the history of, of uh, television. Honest to God, it's a really funny character. And uh, his jokes are just hilarious, those monologues. I couldn't believe it the first time I saw it. And uh, um, I've never seen a show of uh, Phineas and Ferb that I have not immensely liked. Definitely. I mean, they're always funny. And, you know, I guess aside from Phineas and Ferb, too, you know, for, you know, being out there for uh, uh, kids and being wholesome in that aspect, you know, being Batman, what was it like taking over the role of Batman back, uh, you know, when you did uh, Batman the Brave and the Bold? I'm wearing the T-shirt right now, believe it. <laughs> um, yeah, no, that was, uh, um, that, you know, I, I know this will sound strange, but that was probably my favorite role. Um, uh, that was my favorite role of any role I've ever played. And I don't know how many I played at this point, but, uh, um, it, uh, it's truly a beautiful character. Obviously the backstory is intense and amazing. And, um, and, the the love people have for Batman is, is something that's truly unique. Um, I, you know, there was some objection to somebody that uh, largely told jokes for a living playing Batman, and there were some objections to the, the tone of the show at the beginning. But then, you know, we really won people over, and real, uh, real fans of Batman got what we were doing with the show. And and James Tucker, the executive producer, was just a really, really bright guy who knew where he wanted to take the show. And um, uh, I'm very proud of. Uh, of my work and uh, of the show in uh, in in total. Well, you know, and like you said, Batman fans are huge, and even you know, Batman stands the test of time. I mean, my one of my sons just he's constantly wearing a Batman cape. So you know, yeah, Batman yeah. is always because he's a got time. no superpowers. That's what's so cool about him. You know, <laughs> Batman has no superpowers. He's made himself Batman. Um, there wasn't a horrible accident. There wasn't you know he he didn't come from outer space. He didn't he he really. He became Batman, and there's something kind of beautiful about that because you feel like anyone could do it. Definitely. You know, I guess in doing a role like Batman um, and, you know, talking about voice acting, um, how different is it when you're doing voice acting in the studio as opposed to when you're in front of the camera? Um, well, every every different style of uh, camera acting is different than any other. Uh, for example, a sitcom like The Drew Carey Show um, is a broader type of acting than what you would do um, in a in like a, a show on television that's shot like a movie. So with you know like um, better lighting and not in front of an audience. And I think uh, people want it like uh, Community or something like that. It's like um, or um, you know I did a show um, I can't remember the name of right now. Save me, I guess. And before that was outsourced. Um, that were the called what's called single camera shows, so they're shot like movies. Um, so in a sitcom, like in front of an audience, you have kind of a broad acting style, and then it gets smaller um, as you get uh, into the single camera comedy. And then for movies, you 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 have to try to be anyway. For me, it's very hard uh, to contain yourself and do as little as possible because the screen is so big that whatever you do is just, you know, literally projected, you know, a, a building high. So you have to be very subtle about it, or you, you have to try to be. Um, and uh, uh, and that's kind of the difference between all of it. And voiceover acting, um, you tend to kind of jimmy up the acting just a little bit, sell it a little more uh, than you would if you were on camera, uh, because otherwise the character sort of falls flat. 
then people lose interest. Very cool. I mean, I guess that makes total sense. You know, just because it is your voice that has to drive it, along with the animator, of course. But you know, you have to sell the character. Yeah, you know, when I first started, I I didn't do very much um, uh, as far as you know, kind of. You could almost call it overacting, but you 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 try to sell every line uh, in a weird way. You sort of push a little bit where you wouldn't um, on camera, and then. Uh, what I found when, when I didn't do that was that when I watched it, it just didn't feel like an animated show. It just didn't feel like I was really acting like an animated character, in other words. And so I just started, you know, turning up the volume a little bit. And then when I watched, I realized, okay, that works. I'm not, now I'm, I'm, now I'm buying that this is a character. Um, and that he exists, and now I'm going to follow the story. Definitely. Now, I guess uh, with that said, too, you know, moving into, you know, continuing with voice acting, but how about voice acting with a little bit of live action? And, you know, with October around the corner, I, I can't help but bring up, uh, you know, another favorite for children, of course, which is Spooky Buddies. And yeah. <laughs> uh, doing that kind of role, of course, where now you have live action dogs are making their mouths move and you're playing the, you know, the voice of hound and all that kind of stuff. Uh, I, I guess, is that, is that still the same principle rules of you're going to overact it or, uh, I guess. Yeah, you push, you push a little bit, but, uh, you know, um, those guys who, who work on uh, all of the buddies movies are such nice down to earth people and they really have, uh, they really have it together. They really know what they want and what they're doing. And, and so, I mean, you know, we just record in this tiny little studio in Malibu because the, the, everybody lives up there. And, uh, um, it's just a very different world. It's very small. It's most like, you know, how they used to describe Disney when it was a very small studio. It's just everybody knew each other and they did everything for a lower budget and it was kind of, you know, sort of a friendly, fun environment. Um, Instead of, uh, as opposed to, I should say, like a great big studio where, you know, there's a lot of pressure because there's a lot of money on the line and, and everybody's really intense. Uh, in the Buddies movies, it's just fun, laid back, and everybody's having a good time. Well, you know, I would expect that just because it is, I, I don't know, I, I guess, you know, you always hear how hard it is to work with animals, but at the same time, I swear, you know, it always feels like, uh, like I said, you can genuinely tell when people are having a good time on a set just oh, yeah. by the chemistry. Oh yeah, totally. And you know the um, the puppies are really cute. Come on, let me see how the puppies. Um, you know, I guess uh, sticking with Disney, and uh, of course another role that you're definitely known for, uh, Buzz Lightyear star of Star Command and playing Warp Dark Matter. Now, oh, yeah. is, uh, you know, people are constantly creating petitions and want this series on DVD and Blu-ray. Uh, what was it like being part of? Uh, this, uh, I guess, this uh, hit that, you know, no one saw it coming. You know, Toy Story was great big films, of course, and then, you know, you have this series that went on to have a really loyal fan base now. I know, I, and I'm sad that they don't have it on DVD so that people can really collect it. I mean, I guess we only have the one uh, movie that uh, Tim Allen did uh, um, as uh, as Buzz, uh, and Warp Dark Matter is the, is the bad guy in that. But uh, but other than that, they, re- they really need to release those because those are really genuinely fun. And, you know, um, I never, you know, I never taped them uh, when I was uh, was on the show and uh, because I thought, you know, I'll just get it later. And then it didn't come out. And I really want my kids to see it now because, you know, I didn't have kids at the time I was doing that show. And so my kids weren't able to see it. I, I, w- I would love if they would come out in DVD. Oh, my my sons ask all the time. I mean, I have two boys, you know, ages five and three, and they they caught the movie, and now they're just they really want the series. And you can find them on YouTube, but that just doesn't seem to cut it. Yeah, it isn't the same. 
Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, your resume has so many different things. We could constantly talk for hours about all the different things you've done. You know, we don't want to take up too much of your time. But I guess out of everything looking back at your career, is there any uh, television show or film or movie or anything that you've worked on that just has that one special place in your heart to this day that you're never going to forget? Yeah, Batman. <laughs> yeah, Batman was really, uh, and, you know, I know it's just a voiceover, but uh, uh, I really loved playing Batman. I was genuinely happy going into the studio, and I'm very happy with every episode of that show. And, um, uh, you know, but, but I have to say, you know, that, no, no, just talking about Disney, um, I grew up watching Disney shows and, uh, you know, the Disney night um, the movies and, and, you know, the Sunday night uh, Disney movies and, and uh, to to be a part of the legacy of Disney uh, has meant a lot to me um, and I hope to continue to work for Disney. It's just a great, well-run studio that, whose heart is in the right place and um, uh, and it's a, it's a wonderful opportunity to be a part of something that can entertain families and uh, you know now and hopefully in the future. Well, you know, I I always feel that you know a company in a studio has to be doing something right if all these years later you know you can still take children, take adults, and keep creating fantastic product. That's right. Yep, I think they really know what they're doing, and they know that. You know, because I'm a father as well. You know, I, I, I'm always looking for movies that I can share with my kids and, and that'll be entertaining, you know, for all of us. Um, uh, but also have a good message. And Disney has always been good about that. And, um, uh, you know, if you see the Disney label, you know it's going to be okay for your kids. Definitely. Now, I guess, uh, in wrapping up, and all of your fans out there, and, uh, you know, all the different films you've been part of, and, and the legions of fans, you know, when we, when we mentioned everybody we were going to be speaking with you, everybody was ecstatic about it. Of course, you have, you have a huge cult following. Um, I guess, is there anything you want to leave out there for all of your fans that are listening in? Um, you know, I, this is just to repeat myself, but I, I'd really like people to, uh, to, to, to pay attention to what I said about being true to yourself. You know, you, you only go around once, and so don't try to live anybody else's life. Live your own and make your own choices as either an artist or, or whatever you choose to do, and then you'll be happy. Very cool. Well, you know, it was our pleasure speaking with you, and, uh, you know, I'm sure we're going to be seeing you all over, and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure you do have uh, many things coming up in the future. Am I right? Oh, yeah. i got things in the works, but you got to keep your eyes open. <laughs> well, thank you once again. Thanks very much. We're in this haunted house on the set of our new movie, Spooky Buddies. I love scary movies, and our new movie is off the chain, yo. What just happened? Um, nice special effects, guys. Just like in our new movie. Ha! Where did he just go? Dude, are you still scared? You were scared on set the whole time. What? You must be tripping, dog. I ain't scared of nothing. What's going on? B-Dog, you're a scaredy cat. Ah, I ain't no scaredy cat. Ah! Disney's Spooky Buddies, The Curse of the Halloween Hound, an all-new movie. And if you dogs want to find us, check out our new movie, Spooky Buddies. On Disney Blu-ray and DVD, Fall 2011. This could be quite the place. Full of Everyone's a friend of mine. Inside this evil joint, every guest gets to the point. This day will live in Lots of mouse is history. <laughs> it's our house now. It's our house now.
fit in so perfectly. Every evil queen gets due respect. Love your work. You'll forget your troubles, put your trust in me. You had your fun. You played your play. But, but every role in has to stay. Well, hello there. My name ain't Ernie no more. It's Ice. I mean, Larry Bagby. And you're listening to Disney On Demand. Well, that's going to close the mansion door on show number 51 for the week of October 24th, 2013. And I want to extend a very special thank you once again to our very special guest, Diedrich Bader, for stopping in here this week here at the show. Definitely catch him on the cult classic Drew Carey show as well as Napoleon Dynamite. And be sure to sit down with your family and check out Spooky Buddies, The Country Bears, and Batman, The Brave and the Bold. And I know my boy loves Batman as, as he was Batman this year for Halloween. So definitely check him out all over and stay tuned for more coming from Diedrich Bader on Phineas and Ferb. Thank you, Diedrich, for stopping in once again. I'd also like to thank the D-team of Lexi and Aaron for stopping in with their signature segments. If it wasn't for you guys, everybody would just have to listen to me ramble on week in and week out, and trust me, that could get old very fast. And be sure to connect up with the D-team on our official website at DizRadio.com. That's D-I-Z Radio.com. There you can connect up with the D-team, shoot them direct emails, questions, and more, and connect up with all of us that help make the show possible. Definitely check them out, and thank you once again, team, for stopping in here this week. And most of all, I want to thank all of you D-heads. If it wasn't for you tuning in every single week, there would be no show at all. We do the show for you. We do the show to help relive that magic, the memories from your lifetime of Disney. And thank all of you D-heads for all of your support and all of your fun every single week here at the show. You are the reason that we keep on coming back. Thank you for that. Now, before I let you in as who's going to stop in for our very special Halloween episode here Coming up for show number 52, I'm going to give you all the different ways that you can stay connected here at Disney On Demand. And first and foremost, you can always connect up with us on our official website at DizRadio.com. That's D-I-Z Radio.com. There you can find our full list of past shows, our archives, and more, including the latest news blogs and more, right there on our official homepage at DizRadio.com. That's D-I-Z Radio.com. You can also listen to our Lifetime of Disney Player, where you can listen to over 300-plus DVD shows, specials, and more right there on our homepage, and that's at DizRadio.com. D-I-Z-Radio.com. Now, in addition to that, gotta love the screams here. Now, in addition to that, all of you D-heads, you can always find us all over the social media networks on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Disney On Demand. You can also friend us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Disney Blue, and that's B-L-U. You can also find us on Twitter, AOL Instant Messenger, Instagram, and more. Just search Disney Blue, and that's B-L-U. You can also subscribe to our show on Stitcher Radio, iTunes, and more. Just search Diz Radio, D-I-Z Radio. So, all of you D-heads, as we've had a fun month here, so far all month long with our second annual not so scary halloween celebration shows as we celebrated halloween all month long we've had some fantastic guests we've had a lot of great spooky tunes and more and coming up next show for show number 52 to kick off halloween think hocus pocus think something scary because we have none other than actress 
Thora Birch, stopping in here at the show. That's right, you know her from Hocus Pocus, American Beauty, Ghost World, and more. And Thora Birch is going to be stopping in and chatting with all of you D-heads to kick off Halloween on Halloween. So stay tuned for show number 52, all of you D-heads. So with all of that said, get out there, celebrate Halloween, make the memories happen, spend that time passing down the classics, and even though it's not Disney, enjoy watching The Great Pumpkin, Garfield, and more for Halloween with your family. Spend those moments trick-or-treating with them, carving pumpkins, and having a blast. And as I always say, never neglect family for business. Until next week, all of you D-heads, happy Halloween. Just gather around and I'll elucidate on what goes on outside when it gets late. Long about midnight, the ghosts and banshees, they get together for their nightly jamboree. There's things with horns and softer eyes. Some with fangs about this time. Some are fat and some are thin. And some don't even wear their skin. Oh, I'm telling you, brother, it's a frightful sight to see what goes on Halloween night.
Thank you for tuning in to Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. The content and thoughts expressed are those of the show and not the Disney company. Now go on and relive the magic, memories, and appreciation from your lifetime of Disney. See you real soon. (laughs) 